on this episode of the 132 Priest Podcast. We are talking NCAA football. It was back. It's on. What's the Big Ten doing? Also, NBA playoffs. We got some series over, some series that are, are continuing on. Talk around two intriguing uh, matchups and upsets, as well as Major League Baseball. We are on the Brewers and the White Sox. NHL, Casey might have a team. We also have America's Favorite set, Casey's Corner Kick, as well as the throw-ins. It's a good one. All right, guys, let's start the show. We're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we tonight? Marlo, doing all right. Uh, it was a long, uh, tough week here. Um, glad that, uh, I guess, glad that the week is over. Uh, glad I got some time to kind of relax and rest and relax on the weekends. And uh, glad to be here talking, talking sports. Glad to be here talking sports as well. Uh, yeah, lots of re- rest and relaxation, it sounds like, for you. Um, I was, got some of that in myself. So that's why we're ripped and ready to go yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> for tonight's for today's podcast. That's that's right. Raring to go. Uh, let's start off tomorrow with football, NCAA football. Um, it's back. It's back. Let's start with the actual football game that occurred. <laughs> Austin Pay played Central Arkansas, the FCS kickoff game. Uh, the big one, um, well, there was football on TV and it felt good. It felt good, but I was confused. Hand okay. up. I didn't, I didn't know this was going to be on. <laughs> uh, you made me aware of it and I yeah. thought you were talking about a recorded game, um, that ESPN happened to be on and I turned ESPN on and it was actual 2020 football yeah. and my, my mind was in a pretzel. It was in an absolute pretzel. Wow. Wow. Well, I didn't mean to uh, catch you so off guard and, and pretzel your mind. Um, what did you What did you think of the game? I guess once you kind of got over the shock. I, I, yeah. Well, with you, uh, with you, I was like, "Whoa, this is actually happening." Um, and obviously, it's FCS game. Um, <laughs> that said, what did, What did you think of kind of how it felt watching football and kind of the broadcast of it? Um. Yeah, so I got a little juiced at first once I realized it was actually live football going on. And I was getting excited, and then I was like, oh, wait, this is this is like two FCC, <laughs> FCS teams playing each other. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, it. you know what, like football, especially college football, I, I mean, football in general is kind of made, is, is more made for TV than some of those other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the actual, and uh, mind you, I was doing other things, so it was just on with, barely any sound i think mm-hmm. um so like just watching a game was like watching a game yeah. um and some of these other ancillary things we've talked about in the past episodes as far as production of a game um so that was good i think it was kind of <laughs> i thought some of the f- i don't know if it's weird or funny but like how this is some of the coaches or personnel on the sideline wearing masks but none of them really wore them correctly 
yeah much reflections of real life but uh (laughs) but um yeah well besides that it was you know from what i was listening i think it was was a palmer on the call i can't remember who was on the call but you know it's they said it sounded like a game it's football was on tv there's plays being run wasn't that great but players running around hitting people um yeah it made me you know made me want football yeah yeah i i think that's a good point just it it you know, it was a little appetizer of football, and obviously we're not going to get uh, the football we would normally get in in the fall as far as, you know, college football goes and still to be seen with the NFL, but it felt good to have it on. And even, like, the shots of the more or less empty stands, there were fans yeah. at the game, but they were, like, socially distanced in small groups and whatnot. That, like, I think I'm over that feeling weird. Like, it just yeah. felt like, oh, okay. Like, this is, this is how sports is happening right now, and it, it didn't... Like, it was obviously weird, but it didn't, like, stand out to me like yeah. the first kind of NBA games or the first, you know, soccer games that I was watching. I'm used to that now. Yeah. And it was also, I mean, what did you think? I think was it probably just immediate family were allowed to go, look like, or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if they talked about it and you heard it, but... Yeah, I didn't hear who it was, but it was, you know, just small uh, groups kind of spread out. Yeah. And it's also, too, it was two, F- two FC- FCS teams playing, so it's like... Oh yeah, there's an empty stadium. That feels normal too. Um, he, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> the th- the Saturday night, you know, like SCST or, or the Thursday Maction game, uh, just seemed just seemed fine. But yeah, it's on, and like they got prime prime time spots because there's no prime time football going on. Which you know, more power to them. Yeah, I I think you bringing up uh, the Maction on Thursday is a really good comparison. Um, and just the fact that I was even ha- had this game on my radar and was watching it, I think just, I guess, shows how starved I <laughs> am for football. And, like, it, it, and more, I think, a preface or, or a preview of, like, how much I think I'm going to care about, like, the MAC games on Thursdays and whatever yeah. games end up being on Saturdays just because, like, my n- normal kind of Big Ten Saturdays are going to be taken away. I think I'm going to you know zone in on these other uh, other games that i probably normally wouldn't right i'm not the biggest mac fan you know (laughs) and it would be on sometimes but i I just see it kind of being on more in the background because uh i'm gonna be it used to be the in between it was like the in between your big 10 games it was to get you it gets you to them now they're gonna be the main entree it's gonna be yeah, or a part of you know a more significant portion of, of the football that's on TV than than it was before. I yeah. mean, that, I guess that's how I'm thinking now. But maybe with whatever games are played on Saturday, it will still be enough to kind of you know. You're, keep me, yeah. You're just gonna keep, be become the biggest season. Longhorn fan. You start throwing up the horns. I had a Longhorn jersey when I was a kid, like the full <laughs> the full outfit and stuff oh, with the helmet and pads and full stuff. Full kit, you know. I think yeah, full kit. Um, what was that? it was like third grade or something that <laughs> so I always you know have that from uh memory of childhood so anyway um I don't know why I went on down that um <laughs> <laughs> football was on TV Marlo, and uh their ru- rumors are a swirling that the Big Ten conference who has no idea what it's doing um <laughs> has thrown out a a myriad of plans no. uh and one of them might have football, this is the latest rumor, might have football coming back as early as Thanksgiving. Yeah, so 
I just, you know what, like, like, let me start here before we start. I've just felt like Big Ten was finally getting back to, like, some some resemblance of respect as a football conference. <laughs> like, we were just getting there, and it just seems like this just has ruined it, and, like, and we've become a laughing stock again, and this is furthermore, like, okay, we're not doing it. I think they thinking that every other conference would follow. They did not. Yeah. yeah. And so now, like, oh, crap, we should probably try to do something. And, you know, like, okay, let's, let's, and then the best thing is they try to throw out something that's sensation, that's like, has some sizzle to it, like Thanksgiving football. Let's do it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I didn't pay that much attention. I saw the headline, like, flash on my phone. I'm like, whatever. I, I can't get excited for this. And I can't, like, put any, I can't put any emotion behind this. Just let me know if it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I saw it, I had, like, a, you know, my heart skipped a beat, and I was like, all right, here we go. And then that was immediately replaced by, it's not going to happen. It was immediately replaced by a, a, a thought that there's no way that, I shouldn't say no way. I don't trust the Big Ten to get yeah. their stuff together. There you go. <laughs> to have to have a Thanksgiving uh, game. I, so Thanksgiving I, season. <laughs> yeah. So um, my little light of hope was quickly dashed by just kind of the way in which uh, the Big Ten has handled this. You know, I mean, I guess that coincides with the way in which the pandemic has, you know, stuck around, I guess, um, or I guess it's still occurring, on, uh, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> there's yeah. a dash of hope, um, but it just seems like they're, I don't know, is I guess the fact that they're throwing out all these ideas or the fact that they're batting around these things could be construed as a good thing, right? Hey, look, they're sure. contingency planning. They're they're trying to come up with the the right way to do this and look at all these things that they're considering. But the way in which they bungled the uh, delay of the season or the canceling of the season just makes it seem like they don't know what they're doing more so than uh, look at all these ideas that we're having. We're having you know productive conversation. Yeah, and. You know, they're, I mean, they're basically trying, like, from the report that came out, they're basically trying to do a bubble in, like, three cities. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, okay, that's what you're going to have to do, because obviously we find out that works, but I just don't know how you do that with college kids. Yeah. With uh, student athletes. Yeah, student athletes. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. That'll be that'll be very interesting, indeed, if they do, if they yeah. do try to do that. Um, all right, I think that's enough. No. Talk. Well, we're gonna yeah, sure. We're going to get down the rabbit hole again, Marlo. And oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to, don't want to talk about Ohio State parents protesting <laughs> in the parking no. lot? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> don't, okay. don't, want to, don't want to talk about that. Um, all right. All right. Let's talk. Uh, speaking of, I guess, protests, Marlo, let's talk some NBA. And yep. let's start with the, uh, I guess, the games that didn't happen um, in, was it Thursday and Friday last week? Yes. Uh, st- starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they informed uh, Orlando that they weren't going to play uh, the game. It was Wednesday, uh, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. Either way, um, sorry if I get my dates wrong here. Um, they informed uh, the NBA that they weren't going to weren't going to play, and then that kind of started a domino effect. And there weren't NBA games uh, for uh, for two days. In I guess it was called a boycott, but it. It's not, That's the wrong word. It, was, it wasn't a boycott. It wasn't a boycott. That doesn't really. It was a strike, which is yeah. 
I guess there's maybe different connotations to that, but um, there's a strike. The, the players decided not to play. Um, and so what, I guess, what did you think of, of the boycott slash strike Marlowe and how it was, uh, how, I guess how it came about and um, I guess its impact. Yeah. I, th- um, it was, supr- I think over in the beginning, it was very, it was surprising because when Milwaukee came out, they said they were, co- they were said they would come out and it was, they were going to take a forfeit. Yeah. Um, that they were going to take a forfeit. And I thought that was at that point, very shocking. Um, being the playoffs and everything, being they already lost the game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. But I thought that was very admirable, obviously. And then the Magic being like, well, we're not, you know, we're just not going to play. And then the rest of the league kind of coming together. And I'm sure it had something to do with, you know, everyone being in the bubble, being able to kind of conversate mm-hmm. really in real time. Um, I helped that along, but it was obviously uh, unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented to have an entire league kind of shut down by players in the middle of a playoff. So mm-hmm. that is, you know, just to say that out loud just seems, you know, it is kind of crazy that that actually happened. And, you know, some of the things that, that came about it um, and still coming about it are, are you know, all good um, from what I have been what, I, what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. That is unprecedented. I. I almost wonder if like they would the team would have had to forfeit like it just seems like the NBA going like okay you know we'll just skip the two days or whatever mm-hmm. it almost this might not be fair but it almost takes away from the profoundness of the act they I mean yeah. I think that the teams thought that would happen but they didn't know and I guess if both teams strike you know you can't just say one of them forfeits or whatever but like, right. it's it, it was great to see I guess kind of a united um effect um that said i I don't know what else the nba could have done i think it shows the power of the players in the nba yeah um and you know hopefully um while i think you can look at it and go kind of like i just did right and say well like what what did they really sacrifice what did they really change um i don't think like there's a tangible thing that you can necessarily point to but i think the point is uh, there might be okay but (laughs) any huge tangible thing right The, the that you can point to, but hopefully, you know, just the, the action, the showing of kind of uh, togetherness of the league and kind of the, the movement and the things that the, the players are pointing to and the changes that, you know, they're talking about um, make their way out out of the bubble, out into, you know, sports fandom and, and beyond to to see some some positive change. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Heard that they brought <laughs> heard that they brought Brock in for some of that. Uh, big things. I think I don't know. I, I don't know. This whole, it's whole, it's whole. It's just twenty twenty. Just the word is crazy, but it's just wild how everything went down. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I mean, it, I think it was very interesting. Just the kind of the moment in time of it. Like it reminded me in a much in a similar way of when everything got canceled for the beginning of the, kind of the pandemic, right when. Mm-hmm. Um, Gobert tested positive and then all of a sudden all the games were out and you were just kind of like wait so we're not going to play Yeah, and I think that was an important the pandemic was an important moment uh, one because everybody was like wait this is like here and real um, and for sports fans right Yeah, Um, Yeah. and I think this hopefully will have a similar like wait like these issues are here and real 
um, that the players are talking about and that, that we're seeing, you know, um, across the country. And again, the, those games being well, then that led to more games being canceled. But like in and of themselves, those games didn't change anything, but it changed kind of how we looked at it. And yep. hopefully that has a similar effect here. All right. Uh, All right. Let's talk about some basketball that happened. Let's just recap the first round, Marlo. Mo- uh, most of the first round is <laughs> over. I was going to say the first round is over. It's not. Um, there's at least one more series that will go on after we record. Maybe one of them will be done uh, as well. Uh, but the Bucks and Lakers, after um, losing the first game, went on to win the series pretty easily, both in five games. And I think that was kind of the at least in my eyes, the, the story of the first round. Yeah. The almost the, uh, <laughs> the four game sweep after the, uh, first game hot takes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, bucks, Lakers, all in the ropes, all were going to be a number one seed. They got kicked out of the first round and then they came back and said, that's not going to happen. So, you know, Lakers, a little assistant with Dame getting hurt. Um, yeah. that wouldn't have made that different. It might've made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, but the Bucks just—I don't know if they turned on—they just finally turned on their switch and decided to put the magic away. Yeah, and I think both these teams again this cutoff chant right? <laughs> they go and start struggling the next game. But I think both these teams were kind of like, okay, we need to get in playoff gear, and both of them got in playoff gear. Granted, against vastly outmatched opponents, as you mentioned, without without Dame there. Uh, the other call out i wanted to make marlo was just the clippers winning in six uh, yep. again aided by injury because Porzinkos was out for most of the series and we kind of saw the arrival of Doncic as best player best 21 yeah. year old ever yeah the best 21 year old ever yep. you know already you know challenging uh Giannis as the next best player in the nba i mean all yep. those things um which he was great and it was a lot of fun to watch he just without Porzingis, and i think just in general, he just didn't have enough firepower on his team to to be able to compete with the Clippers. Um, but the Clippers move on. I'm not I'm not sure how much fun it is to watch these Clippers play. Uh, they just kind of seem like they let teams hang around, and then uh, Kawhi does his. I'm gonna dribble around, bump into people, and get <laughs> the exact shot that I want every time, and it's gonna go in, and it's. It's amazing that he does it, but it's really infuriating to watch possession after possession just because – I don't know why. I, I guess I was going to say because it seems You're unstoppable. I am scarred. But it's like <laughs> – why? how is he able to do this? How is he able to get his exact spot, his exact shot, and it's you, it's almost – it feels powerless to, to go against it no matter how well the defense is. It's, it's crazy. Um, so that was a – I guess I was going to say it's a really entertaining series as I just talked about how unwatchable. <laughs> I should say unwatchable, how frustrating it is. Frustrating, times yeah. When you're rooting against them. But it was it was really entertaining. Um, and the Clippers win in six. And I think I think um, our, you're seeing them have, uh, I think, a, a, a different, a quiet-like mentality. Because I think um, previous Clippers teams against a performance like Doncic might not mentally be able to come back and and you know close out the series like they did here so that is my take on the clippers marlo any other first round stuff that you houston and okc still have uh houston leads three two and utah denver playing right now if utah wins the series is over any other first round stuff you got marlo before we look ahead to the second round no the the utah denver series though 
fun series. Kind of hope it goes to seven. That'd be fun too. Um, yeah. But I think that's yeah, that's a wrap for for the first round. By the time we get to yeah. next week, we'll be in this. We'll be all the way in the second round. Yeah, all the way in the second round. That is a good point in Utah Denver. It's just as I mentioned, two similar teams. Just Mitchell and Murray going back to back on shots, and Gobert and Jokic. Uh, it they're just two really fun kind of dual combatants going against each other and uh it's really interesting so i do hope that goes seven um just because that is has been so interesting all right on to round two marlo let's look at uh, what our most intriguing and maybe have an upset pick here uh and we're gonna i guess i'm gonna assume that houston's gonna be close out okc so it's gonna be the lakers in houston uh the clippers against the winner of utah denver uh milwaukee versus miami and boston versus toronto on the east uh marlo what is the series you are most looking forward to watching uh, I would, again, like we just talked about, it would be the Clippers versus either Utah or Denver. More leaning towards it, it'd be better if it was Denver, obviously. But hmm. um, yeah, that's. The, I think that I just think it'd be. A, I just think it'd be a fun series with the the young stars on uh, on Denver. Obviously, we got the Kawhi and Paul George on on the Clippers. Uh, so see that dynamic go back and forth would be what I'd be looking for most forward to. Yeah. I, uh, that would that would be a fun one. Uh, the one I'm uh, obviously I'm looking forward to the Bucks series, yes. but if I had to kind of look at a, I'm going to save that for our next segment. Um, I'm looking forward to the Lakers and uh, against Houston again. I'm going to assume that Houston closes out sure. OKC because this is the only way in which I'll ever get a chance to cheer for Houston is <laughs> 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 when they're playing the Lakers and. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see if Houston can just shoot enough to um, score enough, right? Because I don't know how they're going to guard Davis. I think it'll be really interesting to, because obviously they're going to go small and put like what PJ Tucker on Anthony Davis. And it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers react to that or how Anthony Davis reacts to that. Not that he can't, you know, outplay PJ Tucker, but if it like gets in his head and he doesn't, you know, do they put them down in the post like they should or or how that all works out? I'll be really interested to see if the Lakers can do that and kind of control control the series in the pace of, of the series. I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, and my dislike for the Lakers will overshadow my dislike for the way Houston plays basketball. <laughs> and I hope you're rooting for Houston. So that's what I'm – I think it will just be a really fascinating matchup uh, with those with those two teams. Um, all right, upset pick, Marlo. The, the team I am most worried about um, upsetting the the better seed is in the Milwaukee series, Marlo. I am very worried about the I was going to pick that, too. Okay, well, we can pick it together. Because <laughs> we already talked about the other one, and I don't think Toronto's going to be yeah. Boston. Yep. So I guess Boston's the upset, right? But uh, that doesn't it doesn't feel like an upset. Those teams, I think Boston is favored in that series. Or at least in my mind, they are. Um, so um, I'm worried about the Heat. I, I'm worried about the matchup. Um, when the Bucks lose, it seems like it feels like they lose because the other team just shoots better and makes more threes, which I know is a dumb way to look at basketball right now because that's kind of how it works. But like, it it feels like when the Bucks lose, it's because the other team is getting a lot of wide open threes, and Miami has a lot of really good shooters who can make a lot of wide open threes, and I can see them doing that against Milwaukee and it pains me to say that. Why do you think 
Milwaukee needs to look out for Miami. Or I yeah, I think I, I, okay. So I'll, I'll say this: if I'm going to pick an upset pick, it'd be Miami over Milwaukee. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. But if it were to, um, uh, like you were, yeah, like you were saying, the initial. I, I would say it, it's the initial fire part. It's the things about Milwaukee that worries you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they haven't completely turned that that switch, Miami can come um, and really run up the score on you. And they do have they do have that you know they do have the outside outside firepower to to keep up with Milwaukee if they have an off if they have an off day or Giannis has an off day and then didn't watch out. But I mean, ultimately, I think Milwaukee will win. But it, I think it's going to be a more challenging, probably a really frustrating series for you to watch. Yeah, yeah, and I, Miami also plays a really tough defense. They have a lot of you know a really um, what's the what's the word gritty guys? Is that the They're real grit? They guys. have they have that you know they have the Jimmy Butler mentality, right? Yeah. He's he wears a lot of teams and teammates out, but he hasn't in Miami because I think they have uh, kind of that effort built into this team's uh, culture, yeah. uh, and he kind of fits in and, and leads that very well. Um, so I think that that's gonna that can really cause the Bucks problem so i'm pretty i'm pretty worried about it uh i'm not necessarily picking miami to win because i wouldn't want to do that maybe i'm just doing a huge jink uh, reverse jinx here marlon maybe <laughs> there you go all i'm trying to get accomplished right here but um yeah i'm i'm worried about it um unless the only other upset i see is really if houston can make a ton of their threes in four games <laughs> that's <laughs> really uh the only other way i can see i don't necessarily see i don't think utah or Denver have a good chance of beating the Clippers, and like I said, I think Boston's going to perform pretty, pretty well uh, against Toronto. So, all right, that's our look ahead to round two, Marlowe. Let's move off the bubble court and into the baseball f- fields. Uh, yeah, I don't know, free for all. I almost said diamonds. Diamonds. They're diamonds. But yeah, they're whatever. Diamonds. Stepping into the <laughs> anyway. Dusty Take it to the diamond. Uh, we're over halfway through the season, Marlon. So Whoa! It's weird that to happen? say that. Well, at least, well, the Brewers are, the White Sox are, Cardinals aren't yet, but yeah, I say you know they just play those seven inning doubleheaders to catch up. <laughs> um, uh, I don't want to get too much in the Brewers, Marlon. Um, in the weeds, they had a very frustrating and exciting game yesterday. That was tough to, and then finally rewarding to watch. Um, I just they're at, sitting at fifteen and eighteen, and. I just feel like I'm losing hope on them ever really kind of getting traction and turning around. They have um, a game in which they should have won yesterday. Hader had his first blown save of the season, and then they hit a walk-off homer to win it, and you're like, yes, they're going to turn the corner. Like, this is a moment to turn the corner, and then they get walloped 5-1 to one to the Pirates again, and again they, they lose a series to the Pirates. Um, I just I keep thinking something's going to change. And they're going to go on a run, and they keep going a little bit less than 500 a week. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So I, you know, I see and cross my fingers, but I'm starting to lose hope that uh, they're going to, again, half the season to go. But too many times I've been like, this is going to be the, the chance that the, the week they turn around, this is going to be the series. And it, it just never comes. And I'm, I'm losing hope that it will, Marlon. It's a tough, it's a tough, si- tough, tough, and tough no. place to be, man. Tough place to be. We normally be, you know, at fifteen to eighteen, we'd be in like May. And yeah, be like whatever. Yeah, you whatever. know, who cares? We have 
you know, <laughs> months to go still. Uh, but I just feel again this could change in a week. But I'm, I'm I feel like I've said that the last three weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here at uh, slightly. There's below still a time. chance. There's still a chance. There is, but each each game, I feel it. I feel the hope dwindle out of my out of my body. Um, all right, so that was my riveting Brewers talk, Marlon. Nice. Uh, you think you had a little bit more of an exciting week with your White Sox? Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to get too gloaty. But I think the White Sox are hitting their stride, and I hope this isn't the apex. But going yeah. going going forward one this week, bats are live still, and your boy, my boy, Lucas <laughs> Lucas Yaddle throws his first no hitter of the twenty twenty season at home uh, amongst zero fans. Nice has to be weird, but matter of fact, no hitter. Um, what a gem! 13, 13 strikeouts on one hundred and one pitches, which. I was thinking about the other. I was thinking about this as it happens too, because I, I feel like we hadn't. I didn't look it up. We probably have, but like a one pitcher no hitter. There's been so many of these like multiple pitcher no hitters the last couple of seasons because they don't let their everyone every pitcher's on a pitch count. Um, so just to get this no uh, get the no hitter the full the complete game no hitter. Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, and yeah, and I don't know. I think I just kept thinking. During you know I didn't get this, I didn't see the the whole game live I tuned in towards the end but I, as this as it was getting closer and closer and you know my the apps were alerting me to this no hitter I kept thinking man this must be weird it's like it must be weird for him to be out in the mound and like be super nervous or is it better to be super nervous without having the fans there um, but either way the reaction from the the team at the end. Was like uh, <laughs> was enough for, for enough excitement for them to, you know, to carry that on. Yeah, it. I, yeah, I don't know if it'd be necessarily better or worse. I think these guys get in the zone so much yeah. that it doesn't matter. We'll have to get the the stats department on on looking at the the you know complete game no hitters. But the Brewers were up against one against the Twins. Yeah. Uh, and uh, shoot, I can't remember the pitcher's name. I see his face anyway. Um, and his pitch count was getting up and up, and I was like, "Are they really going to just keep pitching this guy? He's in like 120 pitch count." Yeah. Uh, but it was good to see that uh, your guy here uh, finished with 101, which is, I think, pretty low. For yeah. Her, you know, all things considered, to go to go nine innings. So congratulations on the no hitter, Marlo. Congratulations on the now tied for first place. Yeah. Uh, in the Central uh, White Sox. So. Woof. Um, Same week there. All right. Uh, fans are really quiet right now. <sighs> Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got for baseball. That's it for baseball. Uh, Marlo, uh, there are some trades. The Padres are making deals, uh, going for it. Um, when I want to get into the transactions, but it's very weird for the Padres to be buyers. And in this topsy-turvy season, I guess it just it, it kind of makes sense that they would be in a position. Um Fernando Tatis Jr. is uh, probably been the most exciting part of the season from a kind of neutral, high-level standpoint, just his kind of coming on and, and playing well and um, leading a young Padres team. Uh, although they have Manny Machado, so I can't really get too too behind him <laughs> there. Um, all right, on to NHL, Marlo. Um, I know we're still not totally on it but i think i'm narrowing in you got one i got a, i got a team in each series and i'm uh, gonna go there 
Uh, basically, I'm sticking with Dallas because I still have I still hate Colorado from the Red Wings Colorado series back in like the 90s, <laughs> which is like my first real experience uh, rooting for hockey. Um, other than that, uh, rooting against Boston, so going to Tampa Bay, rooting for the Islanders because I don't remember them ever doing anything, so that'd be fun. <laughs> And then the Canucks, because uh, Las Vegas is in a desert and they don't have ice. So uh, there we go. That's who I'm rooting for in Dang. here at these quarterfinals. And then we'll, we'll pick it up from there, Marlo. All that's right. What, that's what I got. So all those teams will now probably uh, lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the old Casey kiss of so, death. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll probably lose. And uh, I'll have to reconfigure everything in the next round. Um, Although Dallas leads, Dallas tip Bay both up three to one, uh, Islanders two to one. So I swear I didn't just pick the teams that were leading uh, because uh, the Vegas Knights are ahead two to one. But uh, I guess now that I look at the actual standings, <laughs> it does seem like I just picked the teams that were leading. <laughs> but now it'll probably all fall apart. Yeah, because hockey's I'm, a weird but, sport. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at it, and uh, there's a chance that it's. I mean, it's pretty could be pretty chalk, but uh, we'll we'll see. That would be a pretty funny if it just ended up being the one and two seasons <laughs> finals for hockey um after all of this um all right marlo any anything you got on on hockey that uh no i yeah i got a fire team i took off the subscription for my nhl app because uh, yeah. i haven't been watching <laughs> and uh, yeah no i gotta get back in i get back in now that we're getting down to nitty-gritty so maybe this week maybe this week yeah. all right Sounds good. That's good. So that's it for Rocky. You're in. I got to find a team. We'll get back next week. But right now, we have what everyone's been waiting for, Casey's Corner Kick. Marlo, huge. I was going to say earth-shattering. It's not really earth-shattering. Soccer world-shattering news this week was that Messi has informed Barcelona that he wants to leave. Um there, are, there were rumors of this. There was rumors of his kind of discontent, um, I guess, for those who haven't been – I guess who listens cares about the corner kick who hasn't been following along with what's happening in Barcelona? I don't know. Um, there's been some turmoil. They got uh, rocked in uh, Champions League semifinal by Bayern. Um, there's been kind of a discontent between management and um, – the team and the team just hasn't been improving um, lately. And uh, this all kind of has culminated to the point where Messi has asked to leave. Um, they would have to work out some sort of deal with the team and Messi would have to work out a contract. Uh, so now rumors are swirling where he will go. Uh, and there's only a handful of teams that can afford him, Marlo. Um, all signs right now are pointing it to be Manchester City who um, is Liverpool's chief rival in the Premier League. Uh, it would break my heart <laughs> to see Messi. Well, first of all, seeing so what Messi... what is this like? This is... Go ahead. What does this, like, equate to? I, I'm trying to put it in, like, other sports. Is this, like, the... Um, sports. Is this, like, the who's the Carson Palmer incident? Or is, like, I just, he just doesn't want to be part of this organization? Or is it something different? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's essentially... Um, like a hold, he'll hold out. Like he'll hold out, it demanding a trade, yeah. essentially. Um, but it's like if it would be like if Aaron Rodgers did it now, yeah, to the Packers, or if Aaron. But Aaron Rodgers is like kind of a you know. 
Let's just, people wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> did it to the Packers right now. Right. Um, so it would have to be somebody who is a bit, um, a bit more. Um, it would be. I'm trying to trying to come up with a with a with a better example. Um, but I guess it would be like like if LeBron James had always stayed in Cleveland, right? He yeah. always stayed in Cleveland. He was successful in Cleveland, um, and then he demanded a trade after they lost in the finals. Gotcha. Right. So they got swept in the finals, and he demanded a trade. Yeah. Um, it would it would be like that if he had that kind of loyalty, but it doesn't work because obviously he went to Miami and, and whatnot. So, um, or maybe if like Jordan had in like 1994 or something, came back, won a title, and then, was, I don't know, it doesn't work because he didn't lose titles. Anyway, yeah. it, it would be to that level of like yeah. this. Look, we equate Michael Jordan with the Bulls. We can't see a world in which Michael Jordan isn't on the Bulls. And then he asked to be to be traded. It would be something along along those lines. Um, and as a fan of Messi and of you know soccer in, in a larger extent, um, it will be really weird to see Messi in a different uniform. He's been at Barcelona since he was sixteen. He's um, been there for sixteen, seventeen years now. Yeah, uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, to imagine and to see, and the fact that he's probably going to City. So Manchester City is managed by Pep Guardiola, who used to man- manage at Barcelona. They won a Champions League title together at Barcelona. Um, so it makes sense from that standpoint. He has a connection with Pep. Um, Manchester City can afford it. And as I mentioned, there's only a handful of teams that can afford it, kind of the Giants in England. Uh, maybe Bayern Munich. Um, it doesn't make sense that he would go to... Uh, Real Madrid, so all the other Spanish teams are out. Uh, so it seems like Juventus, I don't think, has the, the kind of payroll to be able to be able to bring him in. So that's what you're looking at. You're pretty much looking at, uh, I guess, PSG as well. So uh, PSG, uh, Bayern to maybe a lesser extent, um, and then Manchester City. And Manchester City, I think, makes the most sense for everybody involved which really hurts my feelings, um, and it will be very tough to see him playing there. Although, I will watch more of his games if he's playing there, <laughs> so that will be that will be fun uh, just to have him in kind of on my TV a little bit more than he was. So, that's the the messy drama, Marlo. Um, on the actual field, things are starting to kick up across Europe again. Um, I know it was a long, you know, week week and a half, Marlo, without uh, European soccer. Yeah, for it was you. tough. Um, I mean. Yeah, but League One is back. Um, they, of course, uh, didn't finish their last season. They just canceled it, but it, uh, who cares because PSG was going to win anyway. Um, so they're starting up their regular season. The Premier League starts in two weeks, but in England they had the Community Shield, which is the winner of the FA Cup uh, from the prior year against the winner of the league. So that was Arsenal playing Liverpool, and Arsenal won on penalties, so they win the Community Shield for all that that is worth. Um, it was a relatively lackluster performance from Liverpool. Uh, I think there were chances they could have taken to win the game, uh, but they, they, ever since the restart, they've just seemed like something is kind of missing. I don't know if that's a player or if it's an attitude, uh, but it seems like there's just something a little bit off from the absolute, uh, 
powerhouse team that they were before everything got shut down. Uh, hopefully they can find it again. Maybe it's just a refresh of the midfielder. Ruger, rumored, excuse me, to um, be after Thiago from Bayern Munich, which I think would be a great fit, although now there's rumors of him going other places, which is very worrisome, uh, to kind of revamp that midfield. Um, but that's the start of competitive games for, for Liverpool, and as I, I think I mentioned, they start uh, a week from Saturday. They have their first game uh, on, on the 12th so uh, to kick off the Premier League. So that is it. For the corner. Oh, in uh, Women's Champions League, Lyon won their um, fifth Champions League in a row, Marlo. So if you want to get on board with that nice. dynasty, uh, they've won five. Which dynasty. Is crazy. Um, there you go. Corner kick. There it is. There it is. The corner kick. All right. Um, that was awesome. That was awesome. Sure. Yeah. All right. So. Go into our final segment of the evening, throw-ins. Um, yeah. I got one. Uh, dead fantasy football draft last night. Yeah. They're happening. Um, and it was sad. I didn't know. I don't, well, there's, there's a couple things here. I felt like I didn't know players enough because, I don't know, I just probably haven't been in tune. Also, we let we let the season season sneak up on let us. Let the season sneak up on us, and too like I didn't have my like secret insider like a secret weapon that I wanted to draft because he like he like had four like two hundred rushing yards against the third team on preseason week three. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so there's other that, and then I did realize like this is probably all going to go to crap in like week two. <laughs> Well, that was you You letting that negativity in. I was blocking that out. Uh, I'm just assuming I'm going to put my you know blinders on and assuming that everything is going to progress as planned uh, until I'm disappointed, and that's how we're going to live in the meantime. Awesome. Um, I thought it was, so I think the sad part for me was that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, there's a couple weekends you kind of circle yep. and go, these are weekends I'm looking forward to during this year. Um and I think this was the first first or second that I wasn't able to do uh, because of, you know, big weekends, right? Yeah. Where you travel and you, you get out of town and that sort of thing. Um, and this is something that, you know, I, I don't do well in this league, Marlo. I'm in this league for this week that we <laughs> yeah. get together and we get a hangout, yeah. and then we do a, a fantasy football draft, and then I, you know, yeah. we get a, I get a cheer for Saquon Barkley for the year, <laughs> yep. and that's that's all I'm here for. Um, so it was it was sad for me in that we we couldn't do that. Obviously, we did the Zoom thing, which was nice, but it just wasn't the same. Um, that that's why it was sad for me. I agree that I did, the players stuck up on me. I didn't know what. I mean, our league is very weird anyway, but yeah. um, I think after like the fifth round, I was like, I don't even know what i'm doing anymore but uh maybe that's why i don't do well in this league so yeah fantasy drafts happening they're weird yep um and yeah it's it's hard to you know have sleepers and have kind of um this guy did well in the third round because that's that's fun i like getting you know although it doesn't isn't great for me jamal murray is insane um (laughs) (laughs) although it doesn't uh, uh you know, necessarily benefit me. It's exciting to to have that. Like, oh, you know, Kumaro, uh, a Packer wide receiver, had a really good 
preseason game. Right. I think I'm going to try and draft him. Yep. And then you get him, and you feel good about yourself yes. a little bit. Like he's going to be that that sleeper that actually works, and he doesn't. But you have that hope. Yep, exactly. I didn't have any of that this year. No. I just had like I missed the guy. I just knew who the rookies were. Yeah. <laughs> so I, dra- I drafted a lot of rookies because <laughs> <laughs> I saw their draft stuff. You know? <laughs> I was going up their draft grades. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think I have, I think I have three rookie, rookie wide receivers. What could go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Yeah, I agree. Missed the guys. Missed that weekend. Um, but, hey, at least, we have, at least we have fantasy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you... Any other throw? I have, I have one throw in. Yeah. Um, there was a golf tournament, and it was apparently pretty challenging because Dustin Johnson finished 26 strokes less. This is really just a throw-in from last week, so like, people can't get over. <laughs> he was minus 30. He was minus 4. Uh, he made a hell of a putt to send it to a playoff. He ended up losing to John Rahm uh, in the playoff, so had to settle for second place. Uh, it's a great shot. Look up. Uh, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's an amazing putt. Um, knowing what was on the line, uh, again, loses the playoff. But... They, he, he, I guess, John Rum won uh, at minus four, which is <laughs> just insane after a week after a course that they scored minus 30. Unbelievable. I think uh, the leader after uh, it was after Friday was like even or something. It was crazy. It was a crazy tough, crazy tough course. Um, Winner be minus four. So that was, I watched a little bit of that golf. That was fun. Awesome. Ooh. That, uh, Denver, Denver wins, so we get are going to get our game seven. While uh, Jamal Murray was awesome, I think he had forty seven points. He was eight Dude. for eleven from three. Man, Dude, he's on fire! All right, so we got game seven. That's exciting. Um, you know what else is exciting, Casey? It's still, we're still on yeah, throw-ins. Still on throw-ins. But thanks yeah. to our fellow fans out there, we have been nominated uh, for the Wisconsin Podcast Association for two categories. The People's nice. Choice Awards, Wisconsin Choice Awards, I say. One for Best Sports Cast Podcast in Wisconsin, duh. Yeah. But also Best yeah. New Podcast. Um, nice. So that's very exciting stuff, and I want to thank everybody for that. Yeah. Appreciate uh, the support and um, you know, getting the votes out there for that. Uh, keep them coming. See if we can, we can win this thing. Bring home. I assume there's a trophy involved. So yeah. let's bring home. Let's bring home that trophy. Bring the trophy. We'll have a party. It looks like voting uh, voting for the finalists, which we are, starts on Tuesday. So ah. be on the lookout for links to that. Vote early. Vote often. Let's go get this thing. How many times can you vote? Do you just keep making like email know. addresses and voting? I don't know. We'll figure it out once they release the details on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get it out there. But, yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks, okay. guys, and uh, yeah, we'll thank keep you. it going. All right, you got anything else, Casey? Any other I think that that is it. That is it. That's it for me as well. So, as always, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan. That's going to be it for me, Casey. Any last words? Uh, just the sign-off, Marlo. Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.